Wholeness means to me being in a state of joy. Wholeness means feeling complete, owning my authentic gifts. Wholeness is really connected. Everything is connected to, to everything. Wholeness is where we have access to all parts of ourselves. We are going to deep dive into some relationships today and a few people have written me some questions. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with the Wholeness Network, we are an online platform where we host a library of wonderful, amazing videos. Uh, if you think, think Netflix for wellness is what we kind of say. And our idea is to pull up one of our amazing videos, one of hundreds of videos, and start off your day in a good way. And they are designed to pull you into wholeness, or let's say you're having a rough day, pull up a video, bring yourself back. That's that's the idea for the Wholeness Network. And I am the founding executive of the Wholeness Network. And that has been our goal from the beginning. We can summarize it into a couple of words called, we want people to feel better. We want people to have access to ways to feel better. It's kind of a easy, simple thing, but that's where what we're doing. And we have a podcast and we have this uh, Wholeness Network show that we are putting on a couple times a month where we bring on our experts. And um, we really want the show to be very interactive with people. And um, that's our hope, our goal. We're just beginning. So hopefully we grow and grow and grow, but that's where we're at. And so if you want to make sure that you are invited to each of the shows, then make sure you are subscribed to the Holdness Network. You can go to theholdnessnetwork.com. There's a join now tab at the top, but I'm grateful to have you here. And, you know, we're going to start with the idea of relationships because relationships are where we experience all the greatest moments of our lives and the trickiest moments. They are just a little bit of both. And so we just kind of want to acknowledge that. That, and, and then the other thing is relationships, when we think about relationships, it's about relating to one another. I remember I had a client and she was single and she was trying to, she wanted to be in a relationship and she would meet with this person and I'd say, well, you are in a relationship. What, but we have to, what are the parameters of that relationship? Because we are in a relationship with the person that we buy our groceries from. We're in the relationship with the person that we're driving down the street next to. We are in relationship to people. We are relating in some way. And so it's important to kind of um, differentiate the idea of romance and relationship there's just different parameters and that's a good part and that's the, also the, the the hard part because there are no hard fast rules as far as being in relationship for someone and you know um relationships especially those intimate relationships let's say our, our kids our spouse our good friends the those our family those that are important to us like that's tender it's a tender place to be and sometimes they can be difficult. Sometimes they can be hard. <laughs> and just, you know, so, you know, I, I mean, if my kids, my, I've got four kids, my youngest will become an adult um, this, this week. So I will be full of adult, a family of adults, but all of them would be like the, you know, they would be here and they, they wouldn't say, oh yeah, my mom's got all relationships all figured out. Right. She's not going to, they're not going to say that, <laughs> but 
what am I thinking if they said that? I'm thinking, you don't know how good you have it, right? And isn't that how it is? Because I am showing up in my relationships almost in in reflection of where I have had my relationship struggles. So I'm going to show up in this way and do things differently, in my opinion, um, because of what has happened happened to me. And they haven't had that happen to them, so they don't pick up on that as being special or great or significant. They are going to get their triggers pushed by other things that that I run into with them. So, you know, that's just to say relationships are hard. And the first thing I, you know, want to just, I think it's really important to, to stop and talk about is when we are in relationships, we... Uh, have a when we're in conversation in these relationships or conflict or anything like that there are two places that we usually go and they are hypo arousal and hyper arousal so one is we get lifted up puffed up maybe get angry get frustrated we we start to um it's more of an overt uh reaction and then at the other end we get hypo which is very shut down very frozen very uh, maybe invert, right? Or in insecure kind of a thing. And both of those things stem from the same background. It just depends on which way we're going to show up in a relationship. And um, so it's important to recognize that because sometimes we don't think about that and we are unaware of where we are, whether we're in hypo or hyper. And then we also you know, take what the other person, if they're in hyper or hypo as, you know, frustrating when it's just a natural thing that we all do. We all show up in hyper and hypo when we are in conflict usually. And, um, you know, there's another thing about relationships. So I want to tell a little story. The other day I I was riding a bike. Me and my husband have been loving going on these bike rides. I have an awesome e-bike and I love it. And the other day, well, it's been a few, a couple of weeks now. Um, I was riding around a, a corner kind of unusually fast and I hit some gravel and my bike slipped out from underneath me. And I still have bruises that went through every color of the rainbow, right? I still have some bruises from that. And if I look at my leg and I see the bruise, it doesn't hurt to see that bruise. But when I push on it, I can feel it. It hurts. Now I'm pushing on that bruise and that's painful, but it's not my pushing on the bruise that is the injury. The injury happened several weeks ago in a really embarrassing moment of my life, right? <laughs> and so if we think about it that way, that a lot of times these things that are coming up for us are like our person that we're in relationship with pushing on one of our bruises and it hurts. It's not that it does not hurt and it's not that it doesn't affect us in the present moment, but to understand that some of these things were created in wounds that happened long ago. And sometimes, sometimes those wounds are calling out for us to be, to have some support. And I will just put a caveat. There are a few examples, a few exceptions to this, because there are relationships where um, a dynamics are such that that there is damage happening in the present moment, for sure, 100%. 
And I'm sure we will get into these dynamics. We There's a lot of this dynamic kind of happening where, where we've got usually, like I, like I mentioned before, usually you've got a very hyper aroused person matching up with a very hypo aroused person, somebody that is, you know, more quiet, more, um, more understated. And then you're trying to have a conversation with somebody that's very hyper aroused, that's going to cause some conflict in the present, the present time. And, And that's very common. So as we begin, you know, anybody that wants to raise their hand, you're welcome to come on with me. And I am well, I am willing and able to support you and work with you in your individual needs and um, issues. In the meanwhile, I do have a few people that called in with, or let, let me know they had some questions. So I, I can go ahead and start with those, but you're welcome to raise your hand at any time and um, we'll put you in the queue and you can be up next. But one of the first questions I got was, um, my spouse and I don't have much in common. I think most of our values align, but as far as extracurriculars, we don't. He likes outdoors, hiking, sports. I like artsy things, movies, and indoor activities. I have tried to go to a few games, et cetera, to try and branch out, but I haven't had any movement on the other side. I am totally okay doing those things alone or with friends, but it doesn't bring us closer together. So as a couple, I was it was okay when we were busier with the little kids, but as they grow, you know, she's starting to see some disparity in their relationship. And can you just identify that? It just feels like we I kind of understand how that goes when we have different likes and dislikes from a partner. And the, some of the things I would ask um, this person, I would I would want to know a few things. Number one, I think what gets in the way the first is we begin to assume a lot about our partners. Like they won't want to come. Um, they they don't like this or, you know, or or if they're not as excited about something that they that that automatically means they they don't like it. You know, we're reading we're reading messages more than we're getting curious about it. And the, the best thing that I have come to learn through my training and through real life experience is to ask questions. And in this case, let's maybe, you know, what what happens is maybe not, let's not ask the question when we're in a hyper or hypo aroused state. Let's wait until, you know, whatever happens in the drama happens in the drama and then maybe circle back. And, and that's a given a good word to say, hey, can we circle back to the other night, you know, uh, when we were at that art festival I was telling myself a story. That's another like golden thing. I'm telling myself a story. I was telling myself a story that you hated it. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you were feeling or what were what was really going on? You know, and here's the thing. We're, we're going to get probably at least two. I can think of two different results from that conversation. We're going to get, yeah, I hated it. I, it's not my thing. And you know what that's going to happen? That is going to feel like, that's going to feel like a little hurt. That's going to feel like a pain. Like that's going to feel like an insult. And what we do is if we can stay centered in our body, we can say that hurt. That was difficult. Oh, I don't like that. Most of the time what we do is um, we we go, will you or or th- something like that. We get, you know, that um, that tinge of pain brings in uh, a quickly a protector that helps 
you know, it feels like it's protecting us, but sometimes it's causing some difficulty. So if we can stay really grounded in our body and, and do it in a time when we're, when we feel good and ask some questions about what that was like. So if they say, I don't like that, you know, recognize our feeling about it and say, oh, I really wish they did. And I, I, I like that, but that's not the same thing as them telling me I'm a difficult person or I don't have, I'm, I'm dumb or ridiculous or whatever. And that, but that's kind of how we'll start to tell that story. If we don't stop and just say, oh, that hurt that hurt. And I didn't like that. The other possibility and probably even more likely is the answer will be, I'm, you know, I was just really tired. I, I just uh, was thinking about this project I have at work and I have all this stuff going. And in those moments, it's, you know, getting curious. Those are the big payoffs for getting curious because most of the time, most of the time, the people that we are close to and in relationship with really do um, have stuff going on in their lives and they really care about us. And so they're not just plotting our, you know, our demise or the things that they don't like about it. Although sometimes it feels that way. Right. So then, so then we get into a conversation, right. That we get into a conversation and I want to invite everybody. If you, for those that didn't, um, those that didn't sign up through the website, uh, make sure you go, if you'll go to the wholeness network and you can either pick join now, which is a, a tab at the top or scroll to the bottom. And there's even like, well, we, you can just subscribe. And if I can get your email, I will send you this, this packet I've created. It's called self safe communication. It's a relationship script and it is like a lifesaver to, when you can learn the techniques about how to have safe conversations, how to present yourself in a safe conversation. It is like just mind blowing. And really quick, I took some, I printed out some papers so I didn't have to deal with sharing my screen and back and forth, but really quick, I'm going to talk a little bit about what kind of happens. If I don't know if anybody's familiar with this, I hope that my, my camera switches this backwards, but, or it's not backwards, but this is what's known as the drama triangle. And I don't know if you've heard it before, but, um, a lot of times when you learn about it, you'll say, you know, this is really a lot of the dynamic of how we are in relationships. We will show up in one of three ways and I'll give you a scenario. So let's say I come to my, my spouse um, and I'm going to say, you just never let me blah, blah, blah. Or I just always feel like you blah, blah, blah. Or I hate it when you blah, blah, blah. We've created ourselves as a victim to something and when once we step into the triangle, whether we step here, here, or here, we are now in the triangle. And what we what we do is we kind of automatically force the other person to become one of these two things. So if I come in as the victim, then the other the per, the um, persecutor is going to come in and say, "Will you?" And you know, and they're going to beat you down. They're going to beat you down, or or they're going to you're good. They're going to you know if we're lucky which is still not healthy behavior, but we become the rescuer. We want them to become the rescue. That's what we're hoping for. We're hoping that they come in and they take away our pain. But if you move into the drama triangle, you are also inviting each of the, every, every you're going to have the persecutor now in that, that dynamic because we've got to make someone be the problem. You know, well, let's just, usually that's how these two fit. This, this gets fixed, right? We make someone be the problem or we come in as the persecutor and we'd be like, if you don't do this, I'm going to, and we become the persecutor. Um, 
and we could either create a victim, you know, of somebody or, or we want them, we say, now you've got a rescue, like this is the person and, and they want you to, they want you to fix this person's problem. Or we come in as this rescuer where before there's even a problem, we're, we're rescuing. And what's interesting is um, it's really subtle sometimes. It's really subtle. So if, you know, if the, the best way to describe it is with our kids, right? Because our kids will do this all the time. They'll come in and they'll say a scenario like, I'm so-and-so bar took my my toy without asking, right? This is a little to kids version, you know, but they took them away without asking. So they are presenting themselves as a victim. Somebody took something from them and they're asking mom or dad. So mom and dad says, says to the sibling, um, Hey, you don't, you've taken that. So they've created the sibling to be the persecutor. And then the parent has been the rescuer. So this dynamic is so common. And so, and in fact, we laugh because like most um, romantic comedies follow this drama triangle. You've it sometimes, in fact, they call this the, the, um, the project, like this is the, the villain, this is the hero, and this is like the damsel in distress, you know, that's very common. So the trick to get out of the drama triangle, the, the quick fix, if you're in the drama triangle, is to take responsibility, to take responsibility. And so once you're in the drama triangle, this is how we can get out. I can see that, um, I can see how I am this or or there is some truth in about what you're saying so once you're in the drama triangle then this is how we get out we take some kind of responsibility and it just shifts the momentum then what we if we to not get in the drama triangle we want to switch it around and become so i i sorry if this is backwards but this is called we want to progress focused versus when we're in the drama triangle we are survival mode we're in survival mode so we begin to focus on the problem not the person and the coach listens, supports, assists, and trusts that the other person can make a decision for themselves. Trusts, asking questions. The challenger, or the challenger is a, a question, you know, well, hey, well, how does that make you feel? Or what was that like? We begin to get curious. And then we, because we have those, instead of a victim, we become a creator in our lives. And we start to see the possibilities. And we have uh, the big S self empowered. We're empowered. It just feels so much more empowering to be in this creative triangle than it than in the victim triangle if this is something you're interested in reach out to me and i can get you a copy of this idea so the my husband and i have been together for 17 years and the passion has faded i'm feeling stuck in a routine and the spark seems to be dwindling how can we reignite the passion and keep the relationship vibrant and fulfilling over the long term Am I just being overly dramatic? So an interesting thing is the last line to me is very, uh, is very interesting line. Am I just being over dramatic? So we live in a very binary world. Things are either good or bad. And once we choose into a very binary world, then we begin to have things like, am I the bad guy or are they the bad guy? Am I the problem or are they the problem? And most of the time, number one, um, it's not a problem. It's just a situation. Most of the time it is uh, a, a, just a conglomerate of all that we've been through and all that we're, we've experienced in our lives. And good or bad gets really 
kind of difficult to 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 say or to label, right? Um, so that's the number one thing is just to kind of recognize if we can start to open up the ideas of possibilities. Maybe I have moments of drama. That's probably true. That's probably true. Am I overly dramatic? Probably not. But does this mean something to me? I, I mean, what I gather from that is that this is very important to her and she wants to take some responsibility. She's willing to take responsibility, but to her, um, it's it's probably pretty clear that this is not okay. Now, the truth is, is we don't know if it's okay with the spouse. We don't know if it's okay with the spouse. And not that we have to follow one rule over the other, but in these situations, it's the pattern of communication about that really we get into the conflict about. It's about having the conversation about our problems. So this is one of those things where that uh, safe communication script would be super, super helpful because what we're going to do is when they're, when the first step in this communication is to say, hey, I I just want to talk to you a little bit. Is is there a time that works for you? You know, is there a time that works for you? And so and create the moment of the conversation to be already be okay. I remember years ago, um we had little kids and we had a lot going on. And and you know, you're when you've got little kids and we had four little kids, so we were kind of really busy with lots of things and there were some things that I would find myself wanting to talk about in the day and I would kind of be frustrated. And then by the time I talked to my husband about it, you know, it came out as frustration and then I really didn't get a response. You know, we, we kind of just got back way into the weeds. So one blessed day, you know, this was a miracle on my part. I decided, you know, I was going to do things a little differently. So I found a babysitter and I made dinner and then I made a menu and the menu was, you know, I think if I remember right, it was like finances, sex, <laughs> uh, um, Friday nights. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, these were the topics of conversation that we needed to talk about. And just by me presenting the idea for the, for the, um, for the conversation in a lighter way, in like a non-threatening way, we were able to get through those conversation, that conversation just so much better. I was able to explain how I felt and, and he was able to explain what was going on in his mind. And like I say, most of the time when I understood what was happening, it was a totally different experience than the story I have been telling myself. So you'll, you'll hear that from me a lot. I'll say the story I'm telling myself is and um, it's hard to catch those things. It's really, really hard to catch those things. And I have compassion for that because our um, our dynamics, our paradigms are so ingrained in us because they kept us safe at some point. It's, it was there was very safe to to assume something or to um, to hurt maybe you hurt ourselves so that they don't hurt us, that kind of d- dynamic. So, um, the, so the passion, you know, it's like, this is where it's like, so, you know, this conversation, how, how do you feel like our passion relationship, our passionate relationships going? What, tell me a little bit more about that. And the other thing about that, um, the other thing about that uh, script is, um, you know, you, we, we, 
it it teaches you this this little packet I've got for you. It teaches you to there's two dynamics. So you've got the the listener and then you've got the speaker or the receiver and the sender. And what has been just so was so great for me and my relationships when it was difficult and we didn't know how to get out of it was this one simple tool. And I, if you go to the wholeness network um, on the YouTube, I have a whole little, uh, like a little, little, we call them wholeness hacks about this, but it was life-changing because what happens is, is when we're having a difficult conversation, um, someone's speaking and I'm talking and I'm like, no, that's not it. And I'm keeping track of the the points, you know, I'm keeping track of where they're wrong, or that's not how I felt, or da 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 da, or well, you, you know, I've did, I've been there, I've done that. So what we were taught, which was so helpful, was for one of us to get a notebook. So usually the the receiver or you know or the listener has a notebook, and what that was for me, and what what I feel like that did for me is my job was now just to listen. It wasn't to respond. It wasn't to understand. Even it was just to get make sure I understood the data and get it down on a piece of paper. So when I'm writing, my brain is now in a different state of trying to respond to what's being said. And it's now in the place of data. Like my job is just to get the data down. And every so often my, you know, as I'm take as I'm writing the notes, you know, um, as best I can, I might say, so wait, um, did you mean that this, or did you mean that? Like I, you know, and, and then they might, um, they might give some clarification. They might say, yes, I was thinking this or no, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Let me make sure I got that right. You know, and, and we can stop and say, so what I'm hearing you say is, is this what you're saying? And, and what they, what they, um, the, their answer is yes or no. And they might explain more, but our whole goal in this safe communication is for our nervous systems to have support because most of the time in an argument, you've got two nervous systems duking it out. That's the reality of what's happening. And our nervous systems are, they are just a blessing to our lives, but they sometimes overly bless us with protection or with the fight flight, you know, fight, right? Flight, which is the free or the hypo um, freeze, or the other one is fawn or appease. Sometimes I don't know if we, you might notice that about yourself, but it's like under pressure, I get just really nice. And I just want to, I just give up anything who I am. And I just pretend like I don't exist. I don't have any needs just to make the, the, the problem go away. And that's the same exact motivation for someone who's angry. And that's the same exact motivation for somebody that shuts down. It's all about, I just need to stop and get out of this situation. And so we need to recognize what our, our, you know, usually we have one or two ways that we present ourselves in conflict. It's either the fight, flight, freeze, or appease. And if we just stop for a minute and recognize that those are trauma responses, what we're talking about. And so most likely we picked up those trauma responses in some kind of a trauma and to recognize whether, you know, it doesn't need to be a big T trauma for it to have changed who we are and changed the way that we show up, especially in relationships. And a lot of times that's what my job is as a coach, a healer, and a mentor is to uh, work through those particular areas of our of our relationships, of our experiences in the past, those bruises, right? We're going to work on fixing the bruises and then when somebody pushes on them, they don't hurt as much. They don't hurt as much. And because the truth is, is 
if I push on your bruise, that does not hurt me. I don't have any issues with your bruise. That doesn't, you know, I can look at it and say, oh, that's painful, but I, I can push on it all day long and it doesn't bother me. But it's our own, you know, those bruises, the, the accident that happened a long, a long time ago. Um, that's the actual where the pain is. And they get, we bump into each other. And, you know, we are so amazing creatures at picking the exact person that's going to push on some of our bruises and 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 ask us maybe sometimes not in our favorite way but at the end of the day ask us to look at our our wounds our difficulties and um and it's not always easy it's not always easy and we we need a, a, a whole lot of compassion for ourselves and a whole lot of grit and and some uh willingness to 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 recognize that by looking at ourselves we are not um, claiming defeat or or anything of that kind of nature so um so passionate you know i mean it'd be interesting to to really you know in that kind of area it it does passion does change from different parts of our relationships different parts of our lives from one to another it's different when you have young kids. It's different when you're newly together. It's different when you've been together a long, long time. And each of you is going to have opinions about what that expectation looks like. And the conversation about that um, is really, really important. And then, you know, um, even back to the, we do, you know, we have different likes and dislikes. It's really important to get very clear and very um self-introspective about the the feelings that we're having about the fact that they don't enjoy the same things that we enjoy that they don't they're not showing up in the same way that we are and to really kind of feel that you know that's the that's it's difficult to hold that that feeling for a minute most of the time something else comes in like oh wow suddenly i'm hungry or i got to go lay down or i wonder what's on the news or Hey, I remember there's a sell on at whatever store. Our brains are so kind that they want us to not hurt. So they'll bring something else in and help us to uh, not think about the difficulty. But if we can pause for a second and hold that, say, oh, that hurts. I, I wish this was different or, or be really in reality with what's going on inside ourselves and recognizing that's happening inside ourselves and given our, giving ourselves like a little bit of that compassion that that that's important to me that hurts me or that's that's um a value a high value to me and being okay with a you know being authentic about the fact that that's how we're feeling and being okay with the fact that we're feeling that way and and that doesn't automatically put uh it doesn't automatically put the other person in a responsibility to help us maintain that and that's a, kind of a difficult lesson to learn, but it's it's a muscle. It's a muscle that you build. You really do build a muscle. I wanted to grab one more, um, maybe a couple more uh, scenarios because um, a lot of times I wanted to hit all the different areas. So this one was about, it says, my 15-year-old is going through a phase. <laughs> She's been pushing boundaries, staying out late, and her grades are slipping. I've tried taking her phone, grounding her, and nothing works, right? So this is really a typical experience that we have with especially teenagers. Um, and it's a tricky situation because we, 
I, I feel like I can't have this conversation without saying that, you know, the dynamics of this younger generation is very different, you know, very, very different. Um, sometimes I, I recognize within myself how often I, you know, needed to just shut, shut down and do what I was, what was expected of me without having introspective about who I was or what I liked or what my feelings were. And I was more, you know, it was more about just obey, right? Um, and I don't know 100% if that was my favorite way of being, if everybody, if that's the better way, right? That's If that's the better way. So what I, you know, so again, we think about um, about what this person's going through um, and we have to understand some of the scenarios, first of all, differences. So let me give an example. I have a daughter, my only daughter, I have one daughter <laughs> and she was my last. So I was so excited to finally get a little buddy, you know, and I remember, I literally remember writing in a little notebook. I wish I knew where that notebook was when I, I don't know how old I was. I could obviously write, but it felt like I was young. And I remember writing like, I'm not going to do like my mom did. I'm going to be better and all this stuff. So, so I start to, you know, uh, to interact with my daughter in the way I would have liked to been interacted with. So I would buy her the cutest outfits and we would clean her room and we would decorate it in pinks and yellows. And um, we would do her hair all cute. And that worked for some years until pretty soon she, it was like, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that. And I started to understand a little bit about the, some, um, one of the tools that I work with a lot is the Enneagram. Um, I have, if you go to michellingle.com, I have a, a tab on the Enneagram. I, we also have, a, I did a podcast on each of the types. So enlightening to understand the Enneagram because what I understood about this daughter, when I understood her, her energy, her experience, I recognized that she was different than me. Hallelujah, right? Didn't, of course. But it goes down to it's and it to me it just feels crazy. But to her, some kind of chaos, a little bit of chaos in in her life, in her room, is calming to her. It's calming to her. She needs things to kind of be in flow. Um, I remember a colleague talking about how she, you know, she loved not making her bed every day because it was a piece of art. Like every day it created a different kind of piece of art. Now to someone like me who I'm a, I'm a kind of a, a list maker. I'm kind of a, um, I like things to, to be more streamlined. Maybe that was just like nails on the chalkboard for me. But do you see how, when I understand the dynamic of my child and I start to work with her in that dynamic, um, and recognize the difference that she has in her life versus me, our relationship started to make a big difference. It was kind of a struggle for a while. It was a struggle for a little while. I, 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 you know, you keep taking away things, you keep threatening, you keep doing these things. And at some point I, you know, we're, we're, we're creating a relationship that does not, it, it's not a long-term fix, you know, and getting our children to do as we would like them to do we just need to recognize where our values are. I would, I would, I would talk to them about values. You can Google 
a values list, I have one. You can reach out to me and I can send one to you. But it would be interesting to see what values show up for your child and what your values are as far as, and we're not talking about like, we're talking about like, uh, I wish I would have printed it out, like a list of all these different ideas. And usually you, you bring them down, you break it down to two or three of your core values, you know? So sometimes um, for me, one of my core values is, is authenticity. Like I just, it's one of the things I don't compromise on very well. Um, and that's good because it's good in some ways. Um, one way it's good is that, you know, if somebody, I would rather have somebody to show up to me authentic than to put that mask on. And I can sense that mask really quickly. That's one of the things I can do. I can sense when there's a mask on and I feel really uncomfortable. But to someone else, authenticity is not a value. We show up in our best selves. You know, we show up being who we're supposed to be. That's That feels like just true for someone else where the opposite's true for me. So getting to understand our values and what their values are, do they value, what do they value? And of course, you're going to think they're going to value playing and and stuff like that. And that's just the conversation to have. And then we get into the drama triangle. We start asking questions or not the drama triangle, the empowerment triangle. And we start to coach. We start to say, well, what would you think if, you know, what, what, what do you think that would look like if you just played all the time? You know, what does that look like now? How you say it, how you present yourself. And it's all very much getting in, in tune with the sensations in our bodies, whether I am, um, um, whether we call it's easy to say like we get a simple way is to say I'm below the line or I'm above the line so if I'm living if I'm below the line you know you can just imagine what that feels like it's I'm I'm not confident I'm angry I'm I'm not settled step one is to recognize I'm below the line or I'm not myself right I'm not my true self I am something's coming up for me and we may go years um, being below the line. And that's where we need some support. That's when we reach out for support. There's, I don't think, in my opinion, uh, I don't think there's bootstrapping your way if, if out of it. I think we reach out for support. That's what coaches, mentors, therapists are all about, is helping us see um, and helping us pull ourselves up. They're not, if they're just, if you've got a coach that's just standing over you, you know, bullying you into feeling better, I would agree. I would say that's not the best support. Um, we need someone who is empathetic, who is going to ask the questions that help you discover more about yourself versus um, giving you answers. So with this 15-year-old going through a phase, um, taking her phone, grounding her, nothing works. I think there's that, you know, that's, I think it would be great to go, um, to, to recognize that sometimes the injustices we demand from our children, this is going to be hard to hear. Sometimes the, de, the, the, just, the, the justice we demand from our children was the injustice that happened to us as a child. Um, and that can happen. Um, that can happen. What's interesting is in the drama triangle. So we could even show up and we can say, I'm going to rescue because, you know, and we come in as the rescuer. You know, we do for our kids, we, we maybe buy them things, we we call their teachers and argue if they didn't get the right grade, and we show up as a rescuer. But then once we show up in the rescue, we are also inviting a victim, we're calling our child a victim, we're inviting them to, to be the victim, or 
we're inviting them to be a perpetrator. And that's kind of, um, it's kind of what happens in these dynamics. We think that we're, you know, um, we think that we're taking away their phone to, to discipline them, which is, I think is kind of funny because it depends on what has happened. If the offense had something to do with their phone, then I could see that happening, but there's not a lesson. There's not a correlation. It's just, I want you to suffer so that you do what I say. That's kind of the idea of taking things away and grounding. I want you to feel bad so that you let go of who you are and you do it the way I want you to do that. That's really difficult to hear. This is just a portion of the conversation. And to see the whole thing, including those that were able to get on, ask their questions, get some more understanding about their situations, you can see the entire episode at thewholenessnetwork.com slash show. And I'll put a link in the notes. And one more time, in order to be part of our show, we need to be able to send you the links. So go to thewholenessnetwork.com and join us there. We hope to see you next time. Feel empowered every day with wholeness videos, meditations, downloads, classes, and more by joining the Wholeness Library at thewholenessnetwork.com.